welcome back to the Dr. Body Mind Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Amanda Charles has one foot firmly rooted in the world of science and the other connected to the more ethereal, energetic realms, being both a practicing psychologist and a psychic. She has combined these two disciplines to repeatedly heal herself from various chronic illnesses and is now making it her life's mission to help others heal too. She is writing a book due to be published by Hay House next year, The Psychic Psychologist, giving us all the tools we need to connect to our body, minds and souls. And this really makes her the perfect guest for this podcast. So welcome, Amanda. Yay, thank you, Jude. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you know, we've been trying to get this conversation onto the podcast for quite a while, haven't we? Yes, absolutely. So it's amazing that we've made it work today. We've made it work today. And really, I'm just so intrigued about how you are combining psychology, a Mm -hmm. discipline that I think all of my listeners will be very um, aware of and probably had quite a lot of personal experience with. So that's really understandable. But I don't think as many, at least, will have um, necessarily seen a psychic. And I'm really intrigued on how you combine and make sense of being a psychic psychologist. Mm. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's interesting, isn't it? Because whilst you say many people won't have had won't have seen a psychic or had experience of that we all have some kind of intuition we're all kind of aware when we walk in a room that something's been going on you know we can sense it we can feel it energetically so we're all we're all capable of this and to some differing degrees and you know just like an artist might be you know somebody might be amazing at art we can all draw we can all paint and we can get better at it And so I think it's important to acknowledge that whilst it's seen to be something, you know, on the outskirts, something a little bit woo-woo, a bit out there, a bit weird, perhaps, um, it's actually really normal and everybody, you know, is able to do it. So for me, (laughs) it actually felt like professional suicide coming out and calling myself the psychic psychologist, I can tell you now, you know, Mm. um, it was really, really hard. I've been a psychologist for over 20 years. Um, I've had psychic experiences all my life. And for most of my life, I disowned them. And, and you know, I got to a point and, and perhaps we'll we'll cover that. You've mentioned illnesses and things like that. I got to a point where I realized that actually, do you know what? I need to just own this because prior to that, I was catering to the eye rollers, to the disbelievers. And I kind of realized that um, I feel I'm not here to turn anyone's head. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. I'm just here to speak my truth and my life experience. Both, both from my own life, but also from, um, you know, working with clients for so many years and seeing things that have that have occurred. I don't give psychic readings. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, the way in which I incorporate that into the work with clients is that I very much work on a holistic approach. So I will look at what's being presented, um, 
physically because our body speaks our truth as well i mean you know so even just the sayings that we we say you know i was knocked off balance well you've just had a trauma of course you were knocked off balance you know sick to the stick to my stomach when i think about things well yeah you've got ibs or you've got bulimia you know there's so many links and the body does genuinely speak through um through to us and then i kind of see everything manifesting through all the levels so you might have that experience in the body but in the mind, you will have thoughts that go alongside that, but they're kind of of the same frequency, shall we say. We're energetic beings. Mentally, our thoughts are vibrational frequencies, and that has an influence on the body. Emotionally, you know, as soon as you're having those thoughts, it's generating the biochemistry for different emotions in the body. So we're going to feel it on that level too. And then obviously, as I was talking, we've got the, the kind of the energy body that's impacted as well. So the way in which I incorporate the psychic with the psychologist is actually, you know, I'm bringing it all together. I'm talking about the connected self um, because from what, what I see, mental and physical illness originate with a disconnect from, from our authentic self and also from all of those levels um, or, or even not being aware that we have all of those levels. Mm. I feel like you've said so many things that I would love to delve a bit deeper into, but what I'm really hearing is that there's an acknowledgement in your work that we have an energy body the energy body is not acknowledged at all within the western medical paradigm um and what i really hear you say is that you know you use all of your senses Mm -hmm. to connect with your patient and that gives you additional information about them um, because you choose to appreciate all of your senses and all of and including your intuition yeah absolutely and you know if i had my way uh, this this obviously is just way out there but you know i would see that 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 all psychologists all medical practitioners are trained to know about the energy body um it even goes as far as to you know to to do some healing and and be able to feel and acknowledge that energy body because we miss so much when we're not connected in with, you know, it's there, it's the information's there, but we just don't hear it. And um, to to have that added uh, string to our bow, shall we say, it can bring so much more richness and, and so much more healing to people. Because if you're not healing on all of those levels, then you're not healing because it's just going to manifest in another way or come back. You know, I've had that in my own life um so my story in terms of of healing it started when i was in my early 20s when i was 21 i was diagnosed with a hyperprolactinoma so a pituitary tumor that secreted prolactin my interpretation as you've heard as i speak i interpret lots of physical illnesses through the uh, you know through the body speaking that for me was my body um, telling me that I needed to reconnect with my, you know, that that my higher self with the intuition, with the psychic stuff that I'd cut off. I'd literally put a, a, a manifested a physical block because I was so fearful. Now, the pituitary gland and the pineal gland are connected, as you know, and that's supposed to be the gateway through to... Um, you know, all these etherical, um, you know, realms, the the psychic realms. And um, equally, it also affects all of our hormonal systems. And, you know, it's like the master gland in in the body. And so 
I then became very ill with that. And of course, the medical profession are going to be just looking at, of course. So um, they put me on carbergaline. I had really bad side effects. It made me very poorly. Um, and I ended up coming off that for about a year. But my prolactin levels were getting higher and higher and I was getting more and more poorly. And I um, I started to work on healing myself. And um, interestingly, I worked at Reuters at the time. I worked in leadership development. I was more in occupational psychology. And um, this this lady that worked for me, Sonia, she came in out of nowhere. I knew nothing about healing at this point, other than my experiences as a child that I couldn't experience. I didn't know, explain why I had this swirling energy and I just knew people were going to die and and things like that. Not very nice. Um, She said, oh, my, my husband feels he needs to help you. I was just like, mm, well, that's a bit weird. I don't really know you and I don't know your husband. So, <laughs> you know, because I had been really uh, ill. And anyway, it turns out they had just done Reiki and um, he had this connection. He wanted to heal me. So I, I went along and the first experience was, you know, I was very much in my head. I very much thought this is in the nicest way, a, a bit of a waste of time. But they wanted me to come back the next day. And I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to go with it. And I surrendered to the process. And wow, I could I could see all of this stuff that I could see as a child. I was seeing these purple pulsating energy balls. I could feel the energy around me and within my body. And it felt sometimes like there were more of them on me than were there. And um, from that day, I thought, wow, OK. So I became more aware of what I'd shut myself off from. So I then did Reiki training myself. I read Deepak Chopra's Quantum Healing. You know, I started meditating. I was only like 21, 22. Um, and then when I went back to my um, endocrinologist, he was about to put me back on my medication or surgery. I um, had reduced my levels from 15,000 to less than 10. And, and he was just like, wrote literally through my notes spontaneous recovery question mark question mark exclamation he had no explanation um i i didn't expect that to happen (laughs) i can tell you but um i had been working on it and then that kind of opened my mind to wow you know we are capable of so much more but that was obviously over you know 20 years ago nearly 30 years ago now wow Um, So, you know, I went away and I've been working on myself. But my point is, you have to keep working on yourself because um, it's it's a lifelong lesson. And when you stop listening, your body speaks so much louder, so much louder. Like writing this book, I have not really been looking after myself. I've disconnected again a little bit. Um, Haven't been eating well. I've never been great with food. eating rubbish i've had a cow protecting test over 49 they start looking into it for inflammatory bowel disease 1960 was my result um so now i'm being investigated mri scans blah blah blah. and i know deep down that it's actually my body's response to the way i'm living my life so if we were more aware of what's happening in our lives and the impact it can have on the body. And if the medical profession were more aware of the impact our life, then we can start to fully heal and we can maintain our lives in a way that can keep us well um, and catch things, you know, before before they get too detrimental. I'll let you speak. <laughs> so what I'm really hearing from you is 
how connected you are to your own body. And there is an awareness that you have that we can all be connected to our bodies. Mm -hmm. And our body is the vehicle through which, like, I guess the body expresses what the mind suppresses. I love that Mm -hmm. quote. I've come across it recently. And I think that we, when we are not living in alignment with our soul Mm. and our, so that our energy is off, when we ignore that, when we disconnect from our true authentic self, as you've said, our emotions can then become impacted. So our emotions start to, we can become more depressed, we can become anxious, we can become um, mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we've got such a problem with mental illness um, in the rates um, it is right now. And then what you're saying is that 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 manifests into physical illness it becomes dis-ease and you've experienced that in your own life Mm -hmm. um quite profoundly and you wish that we were all encouraged to really tune into our own inner wisdom and listen to ourselves and interpret uh, learn to interpret our bodies, learn to attune and interpret our bodies because then we can actually get to the root of our dis-ease, which is often um, because we've disconnected from our true authentic, authentic self in some way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's where the psychic comes in because... Um, I don't like the word psychic. What I'm talking about there more so in this context is that our inner tuition, our inner wisdom and connecting in. And we get that from connecting in with that energy body. That's where that's where we we're able to kind of separate from our, you know, our thinking mind and our feeling body. And we become the observer. And that's where we can gain that awareness um, of what's going on, where we can gain that knowledge. And, you know, we've kind of got this brain, um, but, you know, it's not really where our thinking comes from. And we've got kind of higher thoughts that come through. And when we're in that energy body, that's when we can connect in. So yes, I can do psychic readings. Yes, I can do mediumship. Yes, I have done. There's a video of me out there on social media doing a mediumship demonstration to show what we're capable of. But that's not really what I'm about. You know, we are so much more able to help ourselves than we realize. We are so much more capable of so much more than we even know. You know, the one degree of that, I mean, I call it telepathy. Um, When we have an empathic connection, when we kind of have a love for other people, we are connecting in with them energetically And so we are able to gain information that our five senses don't necessarily pick up or they may pick up, but we can't necessarily interpret them. And I think the majority of people don't because they're shut down to it. It doesn't exist to them. So then why would they have those experiences? And it's about kind of opening your perspective and your awareness. And and exactly the same comes to healing. I wouldn't have healed if I'd stayed in that same mentality the first time I went for Reiki. 
I mean, I actually went through the door. Do you know what I mean? Some people wouldn't have even gone to that first. They'd have, you know, pushed it aside and gone, that's just weird. I'm I'm unwell. The doctor said this, that and the other. I need to go and have surgery or go back on this awful medication. And that would have been it. Um, it's very interesting when you start to gain that perspective, that kind of overarching perspective rather than, you know, um, having a narrow, a narrow view of life. So the messages are everywhere. It's everywhere. We just need to tune in and see. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I've I've recently um, been been trying plant medicines like psilocybin, ayahuasca, and I guess through those experiences, your perception mm-hmm. and your awareness increases. So you have a, a an altered state of consciousness, and you suddenly become aware that our senses are quite limited in Mm. how they perceive the outer world to be. So we just have a very limited perception based on our own own, um, sensory organs, I suppose. Um, But what I'm really hearing is, I guess there will be a variation in how, there must be a variation between person to person Mm -hmm. as to what um, they are sensitive to picking up just as there would be a natural um, variation in people's hearing, people's sense of smell, how they taste and perceive things. Um, And there is more going on in the world around us than we um, can perceive because we have very defined sensory organs. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to work that out insofar as we know that dogs can smell so much more than us. We know that animals can see, there's, you know, different different spectrums of light than we can. So I think we humans have a tendency to be very um, narrow in its perception, both in terms of our sensory perception, but also in our minds to think that, it is only what we can see that exists. And yet, I guess when we've had experiences like you and I have had, um, either through plant medicine or just naturally, um, whereby we can perceive what more than the average person in any given moment, we can open ourselves up to the possibility that there is more than we can see surrounding us all the time. And what you're really saying, um, because I think it can really get into the world of woo-woo and people can be very dismissive um, when we use terms like psychic and energy and vibration and frequency. But that's really what we're talking about, um, you know. So when you see clients as the psychic psychologist, I'm really getting the sense that you are listening, you're both listening to what they say, but you use your awareness, you use an enhanced awareness, you tune into your to this, this capability that you have in order to in order to increase the amount of information and impact you can have with that person. Yeah, and to help them become aware of what they're not aware of as well so when you say i'm listening to them i'm listening to what they're saying i would extend that to also i'm feeling into what they're saying i'm experiencing what they're saying 
So, you know, um, a psychic, psychics all, like you've just rightly said, you know, us as human beings, we have different senses and some of us have, you know, stronger smell, you know, we can, we're more attuned to certain things. And it's the same if you see somebody that is a practicing psychic. Some people see visions, some people hear, some people feel in their body. Um, They're the main three, really. There's others, but um, when I am just working normally, so I'm not, set, this was happening before I became a psychologist, a psychic psychologist, you know, but now I'm just freer to be able to say the things that I couldn't say before because people know. So it's okay. Um, but when somebody would be speaking to me, I might get visions of things. Um, I, I might see something from their childhood, for example, or I might feel it in my body. Um, what, what they're, you know, some symptoms and then they'd be like, oh my God, yeah, my throat is closing now as I'm saying that. Or um, yes, I am feeling that. So they, they're not aware of it. it's happening. Um, so it's calling attention to that. Or I might just know something, you know, oh, well, you know, this feels to me that it could be to do with X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh my goodness. And they haven't told me X, Y, Z, but they're like, yeah, that's true. And so it's kind of um, piecing the puzzle together with what they're consciously aware of and what they're communicating at an unconscious level, subconscious mm-hmm. level. So that's kind of where where I'm coming from. And I, I, I'm so grateful that people, for me, it's like giving me the opportunity to work that way as well, you know, freely, because I nearly wouldn't, I nearly didn't. And, um, you know, I, I had an assumption because I, as a scientist, you know, we're both scientists, aren't we? I've been a scientist, you know, for over 20 years. I spent my whole time trying to dismiss it, trying to find a reasoning behind things, trying to find a scientific explanation. And that would always be my focus. That's where I, you know, and if you were to ever ask me, then that would be where I would come back to. Whereas now I'm just like, do you know what? be done with that because actually lived experience collective lived experience it's not just me is also evidence um just because it can't be scientifically measured easily although there is there, there are many more studies coming out doesn't mean it doesn't exist because it's been a bit of a struggle hasn't it this sort of struggle within yourself to own the part of you that does perceive more than the average person and label that as psychic while working as a psychologist yes yeah that's really that it has been a lifelong struggle and interestingly I well I mean actually I'll go to that when I was I think you know because you know, my parents, I do think my mum probably had a bit of it, but I would say things when I was quite young and it would be dismissed, not in a negative, not in a nasty way or a negative way, but it wasn't nurtured. It wasn't reinforced. It wasn't accepted or allowed, shall we say. You know, because society, that, there's no space within normal society to talk about these experiences because I'm not sure... I'd be curious to know what reception you get if you do talk about these abilities with people. Um, And I imagine they, just as, you know, you you were conditioned as a child to keep them Mm. quiet, you 
we're also trying to keep it quiet from yourself because it sounded in some way crazy to you. Yes. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. Yes, I was. And interestingly, I don't tell people about it. I will talk about it on a podcast. And the reason I do that is to help inform people. That's what I'm all about, inform people, bring in an awareness. But, you know, when my friends read my book, they are going to be, some of them know quite a lot of the things that have gone on. Some of them are going to be really shocked because I um, I don't go around talking about these things for that reason. It's weird and there mm. is no space for it, mm. but it's real and it's true and it's possible for us all to some degree if we attune ourselves to it. And so tell me what the first step of attuning ourselves to our own psychic abilities, what would that look like um, if you could just walk me through that process? Yeah, I think I think what I would say is the first, the very basic first level would be connecting in with the body first, the body self. So, you know, through starting with um, like a, a meditative practice, body scan, becoming aware of how it feels to be you in your body, you know, um, and practicing that for a while and feeling your energy that's in this first layer, shall we say, of your existence. But what that is, is the fact that the next layer is of a higher vibrational frequency. So you know you're there because you start feeling that frequency in the body and it can feel a little bit like anxiety, but it's not. It's just the next layer. So that would that is a really good way to start to have that connection and and the more you do that and the more time you spend there you can expand that out even further and that's how I can know information about people because I kind of expand out so just so that just so that we're really clear if someone were to come and see you as the psychic psychologist what can they expect from a session with you um I mean it obviously depends on what they're bringing with them as to where we go. I very, very much tailor my approach to the client's needs and their presentation. So, you know, I have all of the tools available to a psychologist and I'm a hypnotherapist. I do emotional freedom technique. I do um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That's EMDR. Um, Literally, you name it in terms of that NLP um, life coaching. So they 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 would get potentially anything from that depending on what fits their needs. Um, but on top of that, this other layer of energy work that I do. So I am a healer and um, I do work with the meridians and I do obviously get this information that comes through to me on these uh, you know different knowings, shall we say. Mm. I mean, it's a it's a really holistic approach from a very wide tool belt, some of which you have, um, it sounds like some of which you have been born with, some of it you have really attuned to and nurtured, and some of it you've really tried to deny, and it's really... Um, really pushed itself um, to make itself heard so much so that you're writing this book to offer this perspective, um, which I guess is a kind of coming out process for you Mm -hmm. in a way. And um, through that, I guess, 
allow give you the freedom to fully express all of who you are in the work that you bring and i really see what a gift that that is um so much of 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 healing takes place in relationship and it's actually through the connection we have and if someone is really deeply telepathically as you're saying so um connecting with us that's going to be a really powerful healing container and relationship that can be fostered um because healing happens in relationship um and when we feel truly connected because someone's paying full attention um and that's to what we're saying what we're not saying and any good coach, any good therapist, any good doctor is doing that, but I guess aren't aware of labeling it as psychic um, because of the connotations that that word has. And also because of the lack of education um, that we all have in, in connecting ourselves and nurturing nurturing our, sense, our, our senses in that way. So I thank you very much for... Um, for being brave and speaking about your gifts, talents, skills. Um, you're going to help so many people in this new way that you're working, that you're owning yourself as a psychic psychologist. Can you share with the, um, share with us how we can connect to you and how people can reach out? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for the opportunity to be brave and, and to come out. Um, yeah, so on all platforms, I am the psychic psychologist and most people spell it wrong. So it's probably not the ideal one, but my website is www.thepsychicpsychologist.com. Instagram, the psychic psychologist. Um, same for Facebook. But yeah, that's how people can can connect in with me. And uh, once the book's done, I'm going to be putting much more out there and having retreats and doing workshops and um, things like that. So there's lots to look forward to, but I've just got to get these final final chapters finished so that I can get the book out there. Yeah, I look. I really look forward to that. Um, I really look forward to that, Amanda. And um, yeah, let me know when it's done, and I'll give it a shout out on here. Well, thank you, thank you so much. That'd be cool. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Body Mind Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.